Welcome to the Auburn City Council podcast. This is a recording of a regular Auburn City Council meeting. The council meets on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Meetings begin at 7 p.m. in council chambers at 141 North Ross Street, and they are live streamed on YouTube and Facebook. We'll call to order tonight's Committee of the Whole for the Auburn City Council meeting for May the 17th, 2022. The City Council should have the minutes from the Committee of the Whole from May the 3rd. Are there any additions or corrections? Those minutes, if not, is there a move to approve? So moved. Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? And the minutes are carried forth. Questions on tonight's agenda for the city manager? Anybody have questions from the dais? Okay. Ms. City Manager, is there anything for us? Yes, sir. Um, I am proud to announce the arrival of our Executive Director of Public Services and Mr. Keith Williams. He just walked in and I'd like to introduce him. He's moved here from Sanibel, Florida. His family will join him when school lets out. And so you'll be interacting with Keith to remind you, Keith is over the Public <coughs> Services Business Unit, which is Parks and Recreation, Water Resource Management, Environmental Services, Library, and who am I leaving out? Public Works, sorry, Dan. I always ha happens when I've got to memorize everything. So, um, and so he's going to be working closely with those uh, departments, as Scott already does with development services, and Paul Register already does with public safety services. Um, that'll be a tremendous help to me. And remember, this is not a new position. It is it is a changing of the former assistant city manager position into this position. So we welcome Keith, and we look forward to his family arriving in Auburn when they're able to get here. He has purchased a house, and he's already living in it um, with sparse furniture. <laughs> Keith, we're proud to have you. Look forward to working with you. Welcome to Auburn. Anything else? No. Okay. Is there a move to adjourn the Committee of the Whole? So moved. All right, we are adjourned. It is 5.56, so we'll wait till 6 o'clock to get started. Kelly, you all ready? We'll open tonight's Auburn City Council meeting for May the 17th, 2022. Lindsay, with the roll call. Dawson? Here. Dixon? Here. Griswold? Here. Covey? Here. Parsons? Here. Smith? Present. Taylor? Here. Witten? Here. Anders? Here. Would you please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance and then remain standing for a moment of silence. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Earlier during the Committee of the Whole, we did not have any items for business, but we were introduced to our new uh, employee with the city, Mr. Keith Williams. And Keith, we once again, we're excited about having you here and look forward to working with you in the very near future. Just a couple of announcements uh, I have tonight, not near as long as two weeks ago. I want to thank the Auburn Beautification Council for working on the baskets in downtown Auburn. Uh, there was about 20, 25 volunteers a week ago out there one morning working very hard and those baskets are one of the special unique things that make downtown Auburn a great place and I appreciate their efforts. Uh, Dr. Chris Roberts first day as Auburn University president was yesterday and I'm very thankful uh, to Dr. Roberts at lunch yesterday he brought in all the public safety leadership from our city and uh, I appreciate the message in the statement he made that he thought that having those people that protect us 
uh, in to have lunch with him on his first day at work was very important. So we are excited about Dr. Roberts, look forward to working with him. He's been a part of our industrial development board for a while and been a part of the city for almost 30 years. And we look forward to his great work. Speaking of public safety, last week was the Battle of the Badges softball game. And uh, Councilman Griswold and Councilman Hovey joined me at Lee Scott. And uh, what an exciting game that was. Uh, the, the police department came back from last year's defeat to win a close game 22 to 21. And uh, Paul, there was some, you got some excellent athletes working for you over there, but it was a lot of fun. And um, I just appreciate everybody's good natured sportsmanship about it. There was some money raised for some um, good causes and it was a great time to be out there. So thank you to all your men and women who participated. It was a lot of fun. Um, Speaking of public safety, uh, this is uh, the third year anniversary of the city of Auburn losing our first ever police officer, Will Beekner. That three, third year anniversary is this Thursday on the 19th. And um, we certainly wanna continue to remember the Beekner family and our thoughts and prayers as they go through this week and those remembrances. And um, we continue to thank Will for giving his life to uh, protect us all here in this community. Um, this October, the Big Ten mayors will be coming to Auburn for their quarterly meeting, and we look forward to hosting them uh, here in our community and showing them what Auburn is all about. That date is Auburn is October 23rd and 24th. One of the reasons they're coming to Auburn, uh, that is about two weeks before the general election in November. And on the ballot uh, will be a constitutional amendment called Anaya's Law, is what it's called. Uh, and it is named for Anaya Blanchard, who lost her life um, through being kidnapped and murdered here in Auburn. And she was a, a student here uh, looking to start her life here and go to Auburn University. And that was taken from her by somebody who should not have been out of jail. And a nice law will, uh, if passed, will give judges the right to hold violent criminals in jail and not allow them to bail out. And so the Big Ten mayors are in unison uh, in supporting an eyes law and will be here in Auburn where Nye Blanchard lived and talking about that in October. I want to congratulate and thank our industrial development team and economic development team for the agreement that we've talked about this earlier with Sabre Finance. This is going to be a great tool for our community for, to help startups, minority-owned, women-owned, underserved, and other local businesses that, um, that need that extra boost to get started. And I just thank all of our staff and, and their partnership with Sabre making this available to um, prospective entrepreneurs in our community. I want to say congratulations to Ashley Carter, a young lady who grew up here in Auburn and graduated from Auburn High School. She won the SEC Javelin Championship last week, and I'm certainly proud of Ashley. And graduation for Auburn High School and Lee Scott is coming up, and we want to say congratulations to all of our young people who will be graduating from high school and wish them all the best in their future endeavors. Is there anyone else on the council that has an announcement tonight? I do. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I want to start uh, off this meeting here by announcing the Juneteenth event for this year. It's going to be June 18th at the Martin Luther King Park starting at 10 o'clock. And along with that Juneteenth, we will be doing Unsung Heroes, um, a Unsung Heroes ceremony. And the ceremony is going to actually start at 11. And the public is invited to this free event. Okay. That's it. All right, you're good. Anyone else on the council have an announcement? Yes, Mayor, I'd like yes, to announce sir. that the lights are back on and are on at South College and um, Cox Road and I-85. I've been waiting on them a long time. Miss Megan, I appreciate your hard work on that in the Alabama <laughs> Department of Transportation. But it looks very, very nice. If you get, get out riding at night after dark and got nothing to do, come down and visit us on Cox Road. 
look at those lights. We, don't, we never had that on Cox Road before. <laughs> We're pretty happy about that. What about the landscaping? Landscaping. Okay, there we go. Yeah. It's not finished, but it's looking looking a lot better. You gotta understand, we ain't got through looking at them lights yet. <laughs> <laughs> they illuminate the pretty landscaping, though. So, it's uh, we we are very proud, Chief, and this is a gateway to Auburn, and it's been a long time coming. An entire staff has been working since the interchange was built to get it both lit and landscaped, and it does take a long time, and we need the will of ALDOT to work with us, and we were able to facilitate that after a lot of work, particularly by engineering services, so we're appreciative. And that now has Cox Road illuminated a long distance from South College Street all the way up, and so we're proud to have a lot more illumination in that area. Our citizens down there are very happy about it. We've been wanting those for a long time. Anyone else? Uh, yes, sir. Sure. Uh, I, I was able to attend the Peace Officers Memorial uh, in Opelika the other day, and obviously Auburn has had a tremendous loss, but uh, in all there were six officers represented across uh, Lee County, Opelika, and, and Auburn. Uh, and the Attorney General spoke, and, and I thought it was really interesting, something that hadn't really dawned on me was the impact that COVID had on our uh, police officers over the last couple of years. And uh, actually Alabama lost more officers to COVID than it did to policing activities. So uh, you know, we often recognize our our healthcare workers as being in, in hazardous environments, or our, our peace officers and first responders are, are similarly in those environments. And I just, again, I want to thank Paul and all your folks for, for everything they do for us. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. I want to uh, remind everybody again about the Mayor's Memorial Day breakfast on Memorial Day. Um, we still have tickets left. Please call City Hall. It'll be a great program that morning, and we'll end up with a um, wreath presentation laying over here at the Veterans Memorial. So we'd enjoy having anybody there for the Mayor's Memorial Day breakfast. Okay, anyone else? All right, we'll move forward with Auburn University Communications. Hi, uh, not a lot from me this week. As the mayor mentioned, our big news this week is that President Roberts <coughs> had his first day. Um, he started that off by having breakfast with uh, student leaders from various organizations across campus and he'll be hosting meet and greets with other students this week as well. So we're very thankful to see him already prioritizing the student voice this way and looking forward to what else he'll continue to do in that role. Also this week, our Camp Regal counselors started their training. Um, we're very excited to um, finally have a normal summer of Camp Regal sessions um, ahead of us. So I'm sure I'll have more updates on that to come. Also, classes back in session starting tomorrow. So um, wish a college student good luck on their summer classes. Um, we're also very proud to have had eight students selected for National Science Foundation Graduate Research Fellowships. Each one of those fellowships includes a $34,000 stipend and a cost of education allowance of $12,000. And really this investment is just a testament to the impact of the research that our students are doing and we're very grateful to see them recognized for that. And then the last thing from me, uh, the Jay and Susie Gouge Performing Arts Center has announced its 2022-2023 uh, performance schedule, and it includes musical acts, Broadway shows, and lots more stuff. So do check that out and see what you want to come support. Uh, but that's all from me. So thanks. War Eagle. Thank you, Olivia. Mm -hmm. Okay. At this time, is citizens' uh, communications on items on tonight's agenda. If you'd like to talk to the council about anything that's on tonight's agenda, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. I believe there's one item on our agenda that does have a public hearing, but any of the rest are free for you to discuss. Anyone? Okay. We'll move ahead with city manager communications. 
Mayor, under City Manager's communications this evening, we have the announcement of the following vacancies. Two vacancies on the Planning Commission. The six-year terms begin August 1st, 2022 and end July 31st, 2028. The appointments will be made at the July 19th meeting. Megan, when will the application turn on on the, on the system? When will people be able to apply for that? It, it will be tomorrow. It will be tomorrow. Like tonight, if you want to. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right, and we'll get we'll announce soon the uh, schedule for the application deadline, and then obviously with the interviews. Okay. But what we need to do in the in the posting of applications, we do put a closing date. And um, Ms. Manley, do you have a closing date on there yet? I can't. Re yeah, it's listed, but I don't remember the date. So we'll double check that. If you guys, um, you know, backing up, you you need time to do interviews before the July nineteenth meeting and get that scheduled. Um, you know. I was looking earlier today, if you wait till late June to close applications, that's six weeks of the applications being open and gives you three weeks. That may be too long to have applications open and we may want to roll that back to five. So if you have any direction tonight, we can double check dates before this goes live. We normally have left applications open for around a month, right? Is that kind of been the rule of thumb? Yeah, four weeks is your board policy and well of announcement, which usually means three or so weeks, Lindsay, it's open. Um, and then it's eight weeks on planning commission and board of education per your policy, but we back that up because of interviews to give you time to review applications and determine who you're going to interview. So there's a rule about exactly when we close applications. Sure. See, one of the council have a thought. I mean, I, I, four weeks is plenty of time. Okay, so opinion. four weeks. We'll make sure it's four weeks, and okay. that will be that, and then I'll send them to you. Okay. Thank you, Megan. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on with the consent agenda. All right, our first item of business is a consent agenda. Does any council member wish to remove an item from the consent agenda and deal with that item individually? Item uh, 8E1. 8E1. Mm -hmm. 8D. E. I've, oh, oh. I had another one. I'm sorry, Connie. 8D is in David. 8D1 or 2? 1 and 2. 1 and 2. Yep. Okay. 8 E, echo, two, please. Okay, 82. Any others? All right. Okay. Item 8D1 is a request from Rexnord Industries LLC located at 1600 Pumphrey Avenue for a tax abatement associated with the purchase of new capital equipment with a total investment of $2.85 million and the creation of 60 new jobs. Move approved. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. I just um, I wanted to have this removed just to say thank you to our industrial development team. Um, these are two great announcements tonight with these expansions with Rex Nord and Shinwa, and uh, I just appreciate y'all's hard work. This is over 100 jobs and uh, over $80 million of capital investment in our community, and I'm just thankful that y'all are doing the kind of job that uh, wants these companies, that helps these companies make the great decisions to invest and enlarge their companies here in Auburn. We're very grateful for that, so thank y'all. Any other questions or comments from council? All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Item 8D2 is a request from Shenhua Auto USA Corp. located at 2530, I think I might have that backwards. No, it's correct. 2530 West Tech Lane for a tax abatement associated with construction of a second plant. I want to remind you, you've approved abatements not all that long ago of $70 million just for an addition. They were investing $70 million in an addition to their current plant. This is a new plant. Um, investing over $78 million in new capital equipment and a new building and the creation of 42 new jobs. Move for approval. 
right. I have a motion and a second. Any other comments or questions? All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Item 8E1 authorizes a cost overrun funding agreement with the Alabama Department of Transportation for a long-awaited center turn lane addition on Shug Jordan Parkway at Ware Drive and Shepherd's Cove Apartments. Move for approval. Second. 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 Right. have a motion and a second. Ms. Taylor? Yes, and, and you say uh, long-term waiting agreement. <laughs> and several people have called me about this, so I just wanted to say uh, I appreciate this coming on the agenda. And uh, also, do we have an idea when this project is going to get started? Do you, uh, the city engineer, Ms. Frazier, had checked with the Alabama Department of Transportation, and I believe she told me that they would be letting this project, which I also say in English is bidding it or awarding a bid in January of 2023. Um, so that means a start date of approximately 90 days after that point. Um, and just, just for general information, ALDOT is investing over one point five million dollars in this project and it's a trip to money with no match from the city of Auburn so this is a, a grant and this is rare to get a all-in-out grant with no match from the city but this has been a long-awaited project we are having collisions in both locations and a, a lot of residents in the area for those who don't know where drive is where the Humane Society is um, and so there's a lot of activity there so this is long awaited by the people who uh, live and traverse the area I mean, it's just a left turn lane or something. Do any time in the future we might get a turn lane the entire length of 267? We are working on, that's something the city engineer has long been working on, and, and our goal is the turn lanes, is to get turn lanes everywhere there are driveways or streets. Thank you, that would be nice. So um, we've made significant progress along the way, um, and things are improving there, and these are two of the last major ones that needed to get done. There are other smaller ones, but these are high-activity driveways. Okay, any other comments, questions? All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the motion carries. Item 8E2 authorizes a tower crane use agreement with Batson Cook Company for the 129 North College Street project. Move for approval. Second. second. I have a motion and a second. Mr. Griswold. Thank you. Um, this, uh, this agreement is between the city and, and the uh, Batson Cook Company. I was curious, are they, the businesses that fall underneath the aerial circle, are they also required to agree with this? When we started tower crane agreements, you know, with the construction um, well, of, of 191 call it, I mean, sorry, we called it, it's Weston right now, we called it, I think, uh, 250 West Glen or whichever it was. Um, this is when this started, and the, the goal was anytime the tower crane's going to swing over the public right-of-way, that's the city, and in this case, it's swinging over the parking deck property also. Mm -hmm. um, we would do tower crane agreements, not just, we require them, and, and John Hoare or Scott Cummings will correct me, we require them for all private property as well. This is just the city's piece of this, but... This is, the liability is on the um, construction company and it is protecting everyone public safety wise. We wanted to be sure all were protected. So not just us, but anybody this impacts um, the tower crane agreement is executed with. So they have separate tower crane mm -hmm. agreements for each of the businesses? Okay. It's not the, it's, it would be the building owners, the property owners. Mm -hmm. And the, the same, they gave us a tower crane agreement um, because we swung over their property and Regions Bank when we built the parking deck and we had the same agreements with them, not because we're the government, because we were building a project. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and one other question, the, the term talks about, um, this commences upon, on the 1st of June, so that's when we think we're gonna have some construction activities 
going on then? We've actually had part of the tower crane is constructed. <laughs> Working on the foundation, so they've started, but they won't be erecting the, uh, the tower crane until J June. Mm -hmm. So, okay. When I say part of it, you have a, a base that has gone in among some other things. Correct. Yeah. And, and it looks like a target date is November 30th. Is everything else in place for them to meet those dates, as far as we know? This is based on information that they provided to Scott. This, this is this is schedule that they provided to us. We accepted. We're in the middle of football season. Well, in if you're taking a crane down, we don't allow when you'll see street closures at times when full cranes come down and so on. There is much coordination that goes on uh, that we do not allow um, from 10 a.m. or so on Friday mornings through Sundays of football weekends, anything to come and go from sites. Right. We're very sensitive about that. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other comments or questions? If not, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the motion carries. Do I have a motion to approve the balance of the consent agenda? Moved. Yes, second. All right, have a motion and second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the consent agenda is approved. Ordinances. Under ordinances, item 9A authorizes the back-to-school sales tax holiday to exempt certain items from city sales tax on Friday, July 15th through Sunday, July 17th. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Hear none of the comments or questions. Okay. Lindsay with a roll call. Austin? Yes, ma'am. Dixon? Yes. Griswold? Yes, ma'am. Hovey? Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Witten? Yes. Anders? Yes. Item 9B1 is a request from Barrett Simpson Incorporated on behalf of Rockledge Development LLC to annex approximately 18.72 acres of property located at 9451 Society Hill Road. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Hear none. Are there any comments or questions? Okay, Lindsay. Dixon. Yes. Griswold. Yes, ma'am. Hovey. Yes, ma'am. Parsons. Yes. Smith. Yes, ma'am. Taylor. Yes. Witten. Yes. Dawson. Yes, ma'am. Anders. Yes. Item 9B2 is a request from Patrice Glaze to Glaze Bryant to annex approximately 3.13 acres of property located at 415 Lee Road 72, also known as East Farmville Road. I'll unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. <laughs> second. I have a motion. Second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with the vote on this this evening? All right. Any comments or questions from the council? Okay. The roll call, Lindsay. Griswold. Yes, ma'am. Hovey. Yes, ma'am. Parsons? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Witten? Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Dixon? Yes. Anders? Yes. Under resolutions this evening, item 10A is a request from Mike Swope on behalf of UH Development LLC for a performance residential development, which includes both multiple unit development and academic detached dwelling units on property comprised of multiple parcels located along Bryant Avenue, Bryant Circle, Old Stage Road, and Giddon Street. This project is known as Boulevard Phase 5. <laughs> a public hearing is required. Moved and approved. Second. All right. I have a motion and a second. At this time, we'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address the council, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing. Are there any comments or questions from the council? Yes, Mr. Mayor, I have a question. Yes. 
uh, the engineering conditions of approval said that the uh, Bryant Avenue has to be widened. Uh, is that widening, is that at the expense of the contractor or the city? The Microphone. That would be at the expense of the developer. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Okay, we got a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Mayor, those are all the items of business we have on the agenda this evening. Okay, thank you. At this time, we'll open the um, we'll open the floor up for citizens' open forum. This is your opportunity to speak to the council about anything that might be on your mind. We ask that you please address your comments to the council and give us your name and address for the record. And you do have three minutes to speak. Hey, council and mayor. Um, my name is Robert Wilkins, 261 Denson Drive, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, I want to talk about what is truth. I really appreciate uh, having some feedback from one of the council members after the council meeting the other day. Uh, the council member was full of passion, said I was not telling the truth and that the ordinance 3288 short-term rental was for the better uh, of the whole. First, I, I was raised in a farm in West Alabama. My mother was a home economics teacher and my dad worked for Southern Natural Gas. Uh, between my parents, kinfolks, members of the community, and my church, truth was the bedrock foundation of my upbringing. Um, Dr. Alfred Joseph Jessen said, truth is that which is constant and unchangeable, something on which someone can rely, which will prove to be true in the future, just like the uh, entrapment that I brought up last week is still true today, uh, last uh, meeting. Uh, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything by Mark Twain. Uh, Henry David Throw, rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. I only believe, I believe in truth. I hope each one of you believe in truth. Uh, second, uh, better of the whole, how is that possible when half the city have, uh, can have Airbnb while discriminating against the other half? No one can explain the dip better of what is the whole and what is the better. Um, explain to me how a city revenue department employee tries to make fake reservations with an alias name such as Brooke and Johnny. Airbnb requires an ID within 24 hours and providing that the person's making the reservation is real. Of course, the city employee had no identification with all her alias names, so the reservation would never have been made, except the city of Auburn used the tactics by entrapping hardworking Auburn citizens as evidence as in many municipal court hearings on uh, Ordinance 3288. Uh, if you want to find some proof, go to the Auburn uh, uh, Opelika News on Friday, Thursday, the uh, Auburn Villager. Go to the municipal court records or ask the city manager. I know she has some files on us. Probably says criminal people. I don't know. Uh, how do you decide on your uh, yes on Ordinance 3288? There's no data, no recommendation by this useless task force. Was it by the citizens of your ward? Was it another council member? Or was it by Mayor Anders? This issue has been handled so poorly by the city, its council mayor, with many unanswered questions, like why is the ordinance more important than other city ordinance? Many are broken every day. Why was the zoning map used to discriminate against certain areas, uh, many close to the Auburn University? Why did the mayor attend the ordinance, I mean, amend the ordinance in March, 
back to its original language after Councilwoman Whitten had already amended it in February. That's enough, Mr. Wilkins. I'm afraid of three more questions. Thank you. Who would be next? Good evening. Uh, my name is Leah Billy Welburn. I live at 112 North DeBartolomean Street, apartment five. I'm coming up today to announce my run for city council, ward five. I spoke earlier with uh, Representative Dixon who has told me he will not be seeking reelection. And I would like to serve the city um, both in my campaign and hopefully um, as a representative if elected. So I invite anyone who is in Ward 5 to please reach out to me. Uh, I'd like to put together a campaign that makes a difference whether we win or lose. Uh, I'm not particularly attached to um, winning the seat. If someone else comes along who'd like my support behind them to get in the seat for service, uh, well, that'd be just great too. So thank you very much, uh, Council, and I look forward to working with you going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Who'll be next? Okay. We'll close the citizens open forum. Mayor, I have a, an announcement. If I may have. Sure. Please. Um, so I believe some of you, some of the council know, but maybe not all. For those that don't know, um, I recently um, was offered a very lucrative job in Central Florida, and as a result. Um, will be uh, moving at the end of this month and resigning from my seat. Uh, this will be my last meeting on council. Um, it has been, uh, I, an honor is not the right word to say. Um, it's been, but it has been an honor to serve with each of you on council. Um, each of you inspire me by your uniqueness and what you bring to the council. Um, it's been an honor to serve the city uh, and it has been um, uh, an even bigger honor to, to answer to the people of Ward 4. Um, it's something that we, I will ha always have fond memories of this wonderful city. The city is a, uh, a beacon, a shining beacon on a hill that many other cities could look to be like. And that's because of the leadership. And that leadership is not just the people sitting up here. That's Megan, the city manager. That's the heads of departments. And that's every employee that spends the day to make this place better. And it, it shows, and, um, and I, I fully anticipate I will have three daughters who will be residents here and pretty soon um, attending the fine university here. And uh, we will be back with family here as well. Um, but I'm very thankful of the people that put their faith in me. I have my faith in each of you to select my replacement. And I certainly have the faith in the people to vote for the best selection come this November. So I'm very thankful for this opportunity um, to have been able to serve the city. Well, Brad, thank you. We were honored to all. I know I'll speak for myself. We, I was honored to have served with you and wish you and the fam your family the best and, um, and look forward to our visits in the future. Thank you for your hard work representing Ward 4. And uh, we look forward to your continued success in Central Florida. And I know my daughter will miss her star student in the dance uh, at variations from a practical matter um, Megan what, what is the process that the City Council will take now to make the appointment to fill his uh, term we have you know encountered this 
periodically through the years and and state code dictates you know how we proceed so in our form of government with the exception of the mayor's seat when a council member vacates and councilman smith has you know said generally when he's moving so once the seat is technically vacated um, which is the very end of the month or so um, you are to appoint at the very next regular meeting a replacement which would be the june 7th meeting um, that person appointed at that meeting will sit in that seat from June 8th. We would swear this person in on June 8th um, through November 6th, which is a Sunday in November. As I've mentioned to you before, a new council doesn't sit until the first Monday in November. So the first Monday in November is going to be one extra council meeting uh, that this council serves compared to just how days fall. So uh, this person would sit in that seat um, for that period of time. Your boards and commissions policy doesn't cover anything specific to this. It's covering boards and commissions. Um, and in my experience, and we had researched in the minutes and things just how this has been done, it would be normal to um, discuss anybody that the council's potentially interested in at the committee of the whole meeting and uh, have your discussion there like you do with a board and commission and generally make the appointment there and you would make you would ratify that during the regular meeting in a resolution in terms of the process if you want um, folks it's been normal in the research that I've done at the pleasure of the council that interested parties would contact the mayor um, and provide some sort of letter of interest and possibly a resume, and then the mayor would disseminate those among the council. Um, it's not something usually the staff gets involved in, but we're happy to post on the website whatever you wish um, to encourage people to apply for it. I don't, um, on the boards and commissions portal, I don't intend on opening it for that. We don't have a kind of a pre-set up thing, so we would put something out there on our website. Um, it won't be up later than Thursday morning. I anticipate it'll be up sometime tomorrow about this, announcing it and telling people how they could apply and how to get in touch if you guys choose that it'd be in touch with the mayor directly. All right, so people have to live in Ward 4, obviously, and we encourage our citizens that is today's version of Ward 4, mm -hmm. not the former version of Ward 4. So if, if you're a citizen of Ward 4 and you're interested in uh, serving in this spot, then uh, first of all, verify been, that you live in Ward 4. For 90 days in Ward 4? You have to have lived in 90 days. Thank you yes. for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. It would follow the same procedure you would as if you were qualifying in terms of, you know, there'll be some other things eventually. We have to catch up on some ethics commission forms and other things if they're the appointed ones, but okay. yes. And so if you're interested, please send me a letter of interest. You're welcome to call me uh, if you'd like to discuss that, and you would serve until uh, early November. It's my conviction, my belief, and I'd like to recommend to the council that um, that the person that the council ultimately appoints is not a person who will be seeking this seat through the election in August. Um, it's my belief that if we were to appoint somebody who will be running for this seat, it gives them a two-month head start and could be viewed as being unfair uh, to the other candidates who might be interested in running for Ward 4. So I would encourage the council to, uh, to consider someone who is not going to be running, that wants to just serve, uh, for the next few months and finish this term out. That would be my um, request of the council to make that consideration, okay? So if, so if a person say that, that uh, if they're interested in the position and they're not interested in running, but then they get up here and decide they want to run, do they have the opportunity to run? run? We don't have a mechanism to prevent them from doing that because we'll appoint them on June the 7th and they'll be sworn in on June the 8th 
the the time for uh, June fourteenth, June fourteenth through twenty eighth is the qualifying deadline. So they can certainly change their mind if they wanted to, Connie. But we would, if the council, if that's the direction the council would like to go, I certainly would like to encourage that person not to do that. But we don't have a legal means to stop them. I don't think. I think that's a good uh, valid point, Mayor, and I totally agree with you. I think you ought to have to. Uh, I'd hate to see somebody get it and use it for springboard to get ahead of other people that maybe won't want to run. So I think <clears throat> I think it's important to ask for a person if they want to they plan on running or not. And if they change their mind and go back on their word, then uh, that, that's just settled itself, in my opinion. So I, I'd be in favor of handling it that way. Thank you, Tommy. Well, certainly this will be an open seat. For, so if people live in Ward 4 and have lived there for 90 days, this is an opportunity for you to consider uh, running for this seat. And uh, if you do have interest in, in serving out Brett's term, then let me know and we'll get together and uh, get a letter from you. Okay? All right. Do we have a move to adjourn? We'll move. All right. We're adjourned. <laughs>